took a gender studies class. I did. My I need to know about this. <laughs> my senior need, year. This is how we're starting off the show. Yes. I my, need to know. My senior year oh in college, I took just, I guess, to see what it would be like at UMass Amherst, one of the furthest left colleges in the country, oh uh, a gender studies class. I'm hating this. And this is the moment. Already. This is the moment that you're going to love. Yeah. Uh, I humbly suggested when we were discussing like Title IX and athletics rules that there may be some differences that for a trans athlete that don't go away, like bone length and density and height and other things that should be accounted for when you're talking about rules in sports. And the whole room gasped. Which has now been like, proven, oh. by the way. Which has now been proven. I mean, yes. This was well, a few we years also ago. always knew it. This was right, a few years exactly. ago. Right, exactly. But, but now, but, yeah. And then she, the, the professor stopped and she said, Guys, this is why we're here, to have tough conversations. Mm -hmm. And she went around and checked in with everybody because, because to make sure they were okay. So and then we proceeded. And I, I just, that moment stuck with me forever because it says so much about where we are on these issues where literally some people can't even handle like the discussion of basic facts or why they held the people. No gender studies for Ariel Scarcella? No. No. None at all? No. None. I mean, listen, I went to art school. <laughs> the whole college was a gender study. No. To be honest, interestingly enough, there weren't that many like LGBT people at my school. Yeah. You would think so, going to art college, right? In New York? I went, yeah, I went to Pratt Institute. Yeah. Like, I studied communications design. Good school, thank you. Yeah. Top 10. And um, there weren't, I think there was one, literally one trans woman. And I didn't, I didn't even know what trans was back then. Like, I yeah. kind of had an idea, assuming that this person was trans. Um, she was a sweetheart. Like, we would chill, whatever. We had, like, graphic design class together. There was no issue. She knew I was gay. Like, there was no... The, there first, was no... the first trans person I ever met was <laughs> in, in high school, a person named Devin. And that was... It was, like... It was one of those weird situations where... I think it was, like, more in the space of, of cross-dressing, where mm. the, the person was not trying to, like, transition to live as female in high school. But, you know, Devin just, you know just dressed fully in like glam every day. It was like, it was like very like Marilyn Manson and it's aesthetic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and that's the, the thing. That was like the first experience I ever and had. And I was in high that. school? Yeah. Because that that's what that was. School. When we went yeah. to high school, when I went to high school, it was like the bisexual girl was the cool girl, right? right? And like tw <laughs> like 20% of them were maybe actually bisexual, yeah. right? Right. Oh, well, we are- and, and the like, emo kids, no, sorry, again. No, the emo, the emo kids the were emo my kids. people. Ethan was an emo kid. Uh, were you, no, you were not. I, I, I had black nails. We need to see and, a picture uh, of this. I even, I even did a couple of months of black eyeliner. Very heterosexual. Yeah, I know. Very, very heterosexual. My Chemical Romance kid, I was. But, oh my god! Uh, the fingerless gloves was all part of the look, baby. Uh, we are already in the deep end. You are watching right now, and I'm Stephen Kent, no longer an emo kid. I am joined at the table today by Ariel Scarcella, sex, lifestyle, and culture creator on YouTube, and my friend and co-host and occasional enemy. Brad Palumbo, policy <laughs> correspondent for Fee.org, also a contributor to Rightly. Uh, Brad and I would both be thrilled if you'd give the channel a like and a subscribe. We have new episodes every Thursday and lots of other content throughout the week, and I'm always happy to hear from you, so leave a comment, and I will probably respond to you usually nicely. I can't guarantee it, but usually we'll have a great conversation. I do read them all, and I'll get back to you. So... Where were we? It's so nice to have you here on the show to come down. Uh, very familiar with your, your, your content, your commentary. You're all over the place these days. You've made quite a splash into the political. I was going to say with my mind or with my like feet? Uh, all of it. <laughs> all of it. the above. All of the above. We met in Dallas at, yeah. at Glenn Beck's The Blaze. I was, yeah. wa I was wandering around Glenn Beck's palace and then <laughs> I was like, oh. 
there she is, yeah. Scarcella herself in the house. Yeah, I was walking around. I was going to be on a Chad and uh, Sarah show. So what is it like? I mean, you you come from the world of, of YouTube commentary for years. You have been doing LGBT and just like really in the weeds, like sex commentary mm-hmm. and how-tos on YouTube. Yeah. You've built a massive following doing this. And now I'm running into you at conservative halls know, of right? content, uh, and it it seems like quite not a leap, but that's got to be like it's a quite jarring the journey. <laughs> yeah, it was a. I mean, yeah, I, I I don't think it was much of a journey as people think, though, unless you're so far in the woke world that you can't wrap your head around this kind of thing. But if you really look at it, I've always been the creator that focuses on people that are different. Right now, those people that are different and that are that are being leaders in our world are the ones that are fighting against the woke. Like 10 years ago when I first started making content, we didn't even have gay marriage yet. Mm-hmm. Right. We did not have gay marriage. And so that was, you know, the new thing. Like that. <laughs> then it was gender ideology, and I agreed with some of it, but not all of it. And then I started speaking out against it, and I was getting so much hate. And I was. it, it got to a point where I tell this story to everybody that asks I was in Las Vegas at an adult film convention, believe it or not. Wonderful. How was that? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I have friends in the business, and I do sex positivity videos. So yeah. I'm more libertarian, I guess, in that way. Um, I hear that about a lot of people. I'm very, I'm very much, yeah. I, could, I think I'm more libertarian, but conservative in, in certain areas. Sure. Um, and I met with my friend Tara Babcock, her actual name. <laughs> great name. <laughs> That's not the porn name. <laughs> no, it's her actual name. Oh, perfect. She doesn't do porn. Um, but... She was like, oh, I'm so glad to meet you finally in person. I thought you were going to be this crazy left- lefty because you had women empowerment and a, and a gay flag in your, in your Twitter bio. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to, like, make a video now denouncing that I'm no longer part of this, this craziness. Like, it got to that point. I was like, I am not associated with these people. I don't believe in 87 genders. I don't think that this makes sense. I don't think this makes sense. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm coming out as leaving. I'm leaving the left. What was the response like to that? Like, oh, because you built I, up this big following to all these yeah. people. And then also you've been so ensconced in kind of what I'd call like left wing LGBT media. I know like <laughs> I've looked at you yes. in Pink News and these other LGBT sites. Yeah, but they've always hated coverage. on me. But they've always hated on me. Really? So because every time what caught news. my eye was the coverage after you kind of left the left where they were vicious to you. But it always was like that. Yes. Like, I've never, like, people, oh, she's a grifter. I'm like, really? Because Pink News has been hating on me. The only the only site that was good to me, and then all of a sudden when I came out, was bad to me, was Huffington Post. Okay. Like, Queer Voices. They unfollowed me. They didn't want anything to do with <gasps> me and everything. And I was like, okay, like, you don't like lesbians, clearly. It's not Queer Voices. It's, it's not Queer right Voices. It's the right kind of it's Queer It's the right voices. kind, of, exactly. It's it's progressive Queer Voices. And, and in my opinion, there's... Very little progressive to do with the progressive movement at the moment. Uh, yeah, and then I started doing more. I, I realized that politics had a direct effect on culture and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until it directly started affecting me, which is which is how a lot of people come to terms with it, right? They're like, oh, my God, I actually do have to get involved in politics because it's it's literally like at my doorstep now. I can't. So I can't so, be like I'm not political. Yeah, I mean, yes, you, you, are. you felt like you could not continue to just do sex, sex commentary on YouTube. How can I do sex was... commentary when we can't even define what a woman is? Oh, there it is. That's yep. what it is. No, and I said, okay, I, I have to define these terms to do proper education and and to talk about these things in a specific way. Has that? Has that? And I'm not allowed to. And I was like, that okay, it matters because only only a grifter cares about these things. But like, has it been good for your audience, or is it like made it harder to to engage your audience? Like, it's, is that what they're there for? Or did they, they weren't the <laughs> yeah. people? Well, they, well I, I had a, I had a transition, pun intended, I guess, yeah. to a new audience. Like, and mm-hmm. 
I, it came to a point in my career where I was like, I can lose everything, but that's like, it's worth it. It is. I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. I think maybe I did follow you before I came out, actually, as more like conservatively. Mm -hmm. There was like five people. I didn't know how it was going to go. I truly, truly didn't. The only people that were on my side were Sidney Watson mm -hmm. and Tim Pool. That's it. Because they were my friends. Timothy. I love him. <laughs> they were my friends when I was more like left-leaning. and But they, I think deep down they were like, you're not left-leaning. They knew, yeah. Like they knew. And they were like, you don't believe in this. You don't believe in this. And, well, I'm like, but yeah, but I'm supposed to. But they knew. They were like, no, you're fine. Because well, I, I wasn't one of the crazy ones. Yeah, I, I think everything that we, we tend to think about, like left and right, is being like, ooh, it's about economic policy. And it's about like, what do you think about tax rates? I think today, and, and Donald Trump captured this, being left or being right is all about whether or not you feel like you have to control everybody's lives all the time, police language, police culture. Yes. Like the entire Donald Trump thing was about exhaustion with political correctness, mm -hmm. the rules, the constant moving of the line. Yes. That's what it's all about. And I, I struggle with that because I can I've been accused of being a little bit of a hoity-toity kind of conservative libertarian. Like I care a lot about the principles and the underlying ideas. But at the end of the day, culture war and the fact that we can't even talk about who men and women are anymore without someone screaming at us on the internet. That's the new fight line. That's yeah. the new divide. When we when when you're when I'm considered, you know, a, a traditional feminist, right? Which is, I feel like most people are these days. Right? It's like, not controversial anymore. I like women right? and no one else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when, when you're at a feminist march, a women's yeah. march, and the people at the march cannot define, they, like there's a video on this. Have you seen it? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how can you, it's like, you're at a women's march. Like, it's a can state you define of, it's a what state a woman is? And they're like, no. Yeah. How are you, how you going to go from there? On Wednesday, I woke up and I was actually feeling quite male. Today, I am a woman. Like, it's, I, I can't, like, I feel like it's a generation gap thing, to be honest, because there are tons of trans people like uh, Buck Angel, Blair White, my friend Mars. There's, there's a mm -hmm. good 25 people online that are talking out against the trans ideology stuff, and they're all older. Yeah, so and they're trans, and they're right. actually transsexuals, yeah. like gone through the surgeries or at least you know transitioned in some way, and. They see that none of this is is helping. In fact, it actually discredits what they went through because their right. whole thing was rooted in the reality of biological sex, Correct. but wanting to live as a different gender, right. acknowledging reality, changing your life to be your your best self, mm -hmm. and they fought really to get that accepted. And I don't think most people have a problem with that, really. Yeah. Like you do, you as an adult. Yes. But now the kind of far left woke vision of these issues is there are a million genders. You have to redefine your own sense of self to incorporate our ever evolving woke terminology about what it means to be gender yep. two spirited, uh, you know, gender fluid, non binary. All these things are the same as what you are, and it actually hurts them because, for example, trans mm -hmm. acceptance has gone down. LGBT acceptance across the board has gone down. And why do you think that is? It's not because people are becoming. It's not more because of you and I. It's not because of you and I. It's because it's not LGBT because we've been doing this for ten years. Yep. By yep. a far left uh, like ideology. It's yep. been associated with simping for Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders <laughs> and wanting <laughs> Medicare mm -hmm. for all and being woke yep. and BLM and all these other political things that really have nothing to do yeah, with individual. Yeah, it has nothing to do with being gay. Right. Nothing to do with it. Uh, but if you don't do it, if you don't embrace it, then you're then you're a bigot, grifter, or, traitor, and you're a hater, sellout. So yeah. let me ask you about this though, because people on the right, we all agree that big tech can be biased and has a liberal leaning bias. But sometimes they make it sound like YouTube is like completely gone and conservatives are purged. But a lot of conservatives or right leaning people still have 
a lot of success on the platform, like yourself. Like, yeah, me, Blair White, Hodge right. Twins. But tell us, tell us what it is, like, in terms of, do you struggle more now as a more political YouTuber than you did with your sex content in terms of monetization and throttling? It's half and half. It's really an interesting thing with me because my, I, I had been doing sex positivity content for 10 years. They had never demonetized me until three months or two months, maybe even less than that. After I came out with that Leaving the Left video, then they decided to demonetize me. Did they me. tell you over like what videos? Over like, sexually you... explicit content. Oh. And I'm like, all of a sudden, after 10 <laughs> years, really? I've been doing this for new. 10 years. No, it's not. But interestingly enough, and another interesting point is that my videos that are commenting on like damage control, so to speak, of the LGBT movement now, where it's going, those get more views, more comments, more likes than the sex education videos. But it's demonetized because of my supposed sex videos. And I, I like I cleaned up my channel and I deleted a lot of old content and such because it's just no either no longer relevant or I changed thumbnail or whatever because it was just like being a bodysuit or something, whatever it was. But it's like it's like but yeah, but like Nicki Minaj can like show her, her boobs and stuff. Like yeah, it's just very, yeah, like, like little not like little Nas X can show his almost show his, you know. What was the what was the name? And it's fine, of but a, I can't. The porn star who went to the conservative. Brandy Love. Brandy I did a Love. video with her. How, yeah, how, did, yeah, yeah. how did that go? Because uh, I think Brad and I ended up on different sides of this debate, right? Yeah. Like when Brandy Love went to a turning point USA conference, got booted out, yes. and then conservatives were all screaming at each other about like whether or not a porn star can be a conservative. And I I was just of the position it's like of, of course you can. Like conservatism and what you're against is your political ideology. How you live, that's a different choice. Like what you make money on. Like, do you think that the conservative side of the aisle is prudish? Do you think that the no. right is prudish? Because no, the party of Donald Trump has been wide open. It's yes. Las Vegas Republicanism. Mm -hmm. And it's been more wide reaching. I mean, they brought in more Hispanic and black voters mm -hmm. than Mitt Romney could have ever dreamed of. Yep. And it's actually an effective coalition with a future. Yeah. I, I don't think they're as prude as people think that they are. Mm -hmm. I think, like, I have an OnlyFans page. Which is why I'm, I'm like, a, I don't get naked. That's not a people's business. But I don't get, personally get naked on it. I just do like lingerie stuff. Um, but I don't think conservatism, I don't think it has to do with, with how you live your life. Because I know since coming out, you know, as, as more conservative leaning on certain issues, most of my audience is more conservative yeah. leaning or and moderate. And most of them are a libertarian, like a libertarian. kind of a libertarian aspect. Right, like yeah. classic liberal or whatever. Yeah. And most of those people that are conservative leaning are on my OnlyFans page. <laughs> so, like, how are you going to tell me like but, that? But you're, I want to make a distinction you know? here because no, no, I think there's the online right, like the YouTube space. Every is mm. is absolutely what you're describing. Right, but right. I think the actual GOP, when you look at like people like Josh Hawley, when you look at like JD Vance or um, Tucker Carlson, like political figures, they still do have a strong element of social conservatism that they want to push on people. <clears throat> and so I actually think that's a divide between the boomer Republicans mm -hmm. and their avatars mm -hmm. and the online young right. I agree with you. No, I agree with you, definitely. But I, I don't have any interaction with like the older crowd right. for some reason. I'm not sure why. Maybe they're just like, eh, she's lost cause. I don't, I don't know what know they how think. They don't know how to use YouTube. I, I don't <laughs> like, know. Maybe not. YouTuber. I don't know. <laughs> Are you a Republican now? 
Or are you in uh, the uh, independent? Uh, um, the independent. I zone? registered as a Republican in New York. Yeah. Okay. Technically, yeah, yes. I was talking to I was talking during to during the last election. Yeah. Doctor Carlin Borisenko the other day, and mm. she keeps describing like she did a one night stand with the Republican Party. She left the left, and as a lot of people did during the Trump years, and she actually registered with the Republicans, did a couple of days, weeks, or months with them, and then now she's right out again. Yeah. You think you think you're going to stay a Republican? That's that's all. I now. think Republicans and conservative conservatives aren't necessarily the same thing. That's what Donald Trump said. He said, this is I, the Republican Party, not the conservative I, party. I agree with him. Yeah. I, I, yeah, because I have friends that are Republican voters that are not like socially conservative at all. Right. Like at, at all. Yeah. So yeah. Like for me, yeah. Brad, like you you and I kind of come from the same, the same space on this where it's like, you know, we really want the Republican Party to be conservative in many ways because that's going to lead to better outcomes, better spending, uh, better foreign policy, like all these kinds of things that if you actually follow the the rule book, like the guide of what it means to be conservative, you're going to get a better party. The old rule but book, it doesn't matter if you can't win. It doesn't matter if you can't win power, hold power. Um, I, I want to see a Republican Party that believes in things, but I want to see a Republican Party that just says, come one, come all, we'll hash out the details later. Yeah, I mean, big tent Republicanism or libertarianism or anything is always a good idea. The only problem comes when you start compromising your principles in ways that aren't just being welcoming, but it's like, okay, well, we're going to run on the conservative $15 minimum wage, like like uh, Josh Hawley or Mitt Romney or these other people that are introducing minimum wage laws as Republican legislators. There can become a point where what does it even mean to be Republican or conservative to if you compromise reality. too much? <laughs> to embrace reality. But do, I do, do you think. Th- do you think that labels in that way are, are hurting America or do you think it's helping? Well, I think it, that's it, it why Americans be. and young people don't like the parties. They, yeah. they pull so negatively to Republican, to Democrat, to like party politics, to elected officials. People really, especially in the younger ages, view themselves as independents, even though they mostly vote for one party. And I think that's because. Also, our elected officials aren't representative. Like the the Senate is all boomers and eighty year olds, mm. and young people don't see themselves in in our elected um, offices mm-hmm. and in our politics That's very true. much. Yeah. So many are just disillusioned. I know you get this. I'm sure from a lot of your YouTube viewers, they come to online content creators and people like us because you know the talking heads on Fox News or MSNBC, except me when I'm on. Of course, then I'm perfect. But they don't actually <laughs> encapsulate <laughs> what young people want and what they believe. They're just like Team Red or Team Blue automatons. Yeah, yeah. No, I. No, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think I think it's good to have shows like this one and shows that we do because we talk about things that you know mainstream media won't talk about. Stories they don't even know. They about. don't even know about, or they're afraid to talk about, or they they, they have no comment because they, they haven't lived that experience or whatever. We it's, are in the we are in the midst of a great realignment. You know, the parties change every couple of decades, and we are in that moment right now. It's why libertarians and conservatives are ripping each other's heads off more than they ever have since at least like the 1970s. Because you know what it means to be in coalition with one another and against the other side is changing. And, and it's not for, for you know, no reason. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me it's, a, it's as simple as control versus independence. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what it came down to because I felt like I was in an abusive relationship when I was like, Considered not that I considered myself, but they considered yeah. me a part of the far left. Yeah, I mean, because so you know, you've left the left. You're over <clears> now. Uh, you're a Republican. You're doing all this, all this great content. I think it's it's fun. You. You're a delightful personality. <laughs> I enjoy watching everything when you're when you're talking politics as well. And when it, it seems like your views have, have folded kind of very nicely into the right. So it's like you leave the left. 
you're, you know, you got a let's go Brandon hat, you know, you don't if like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Don't like, <laughs> Joe Biden. Do right. you know, you're following the Kyle Rittenhouse case, free speech warrior. And, Correct, and you're always. also you're also vaccine skeptic or booster I have not skeptic? been vaccinated. No. Yeah, I had COVID. You know, and I'm naturally vaccinated. So I guess like for me, I was wondering, like, why were you from the left in the first place? Like, because it seems I, like all your views fold in very nicely already with the right. I, I think I didn't. I think because I think I was always in the center. Yeah. But the le- like, I think I'm in a very similar situation that Dave Rubin was in. Like the left kept going farther and farther left. And I hadn't moved. Like, I was just like, this is no. I'm like, I'm 35. Like. My views are pretty set in stone at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll change a little bit here and there, like, depending on new information that I get, like the trans, you know, and sports thing, which I did a video five years ago that they're saying, yeah, if the trans woman's on, you know, testosterone blockers for three years, it's fine. But then new information Re- came out, and I was like, wait, stage, it's not. Yeah. Right. And then my view will change. But, um, yeah, I think I was always more in the center than I thought. And most I just, people are. Yeah, I, I think most people are. And I most think. So are. let me ask you about this. What is your <laughs> position on abortion? I'm, pro, I'm always going to be pro-choice. That yeah, doesn't so is mean... that one thing where you're not really in lockstep with Republicans and conservatives? Because I think I, they most still are pro-life. I, um, here's the thing. I don't even like talking about that because I think that it's a moot point, to be honest. Like, I feel like it's a moot conversation, rather. I think that the real conversation shouldn't be about having abortions. It should be how are we going to get birth control to as many people as we can that need it. Because... We don't need abortions anymore. We have birth control. Like there's multiple ways Mm -hmm. to not even have to worry about having abortions or whether or not somebody's allowed to have it. Yep. That's no longer the conversation. It's like the vaccines, the same thing. Why are we talking about COVID when we have vaccines? To me, that's the same argument. I mean, when anyone can take a vaccine that wants it, there's, yeah. there's no justification so anyone, for So anyone can take birth control that needs it, get it out to them, got, and then we, you we don't have to worry about it. you got the anti-totalitarian spirit. Like, this is, this is what I like so much about you, is, is your politics are all rooted in, are you f- trying to control people at every turn? Or are you trying right. to let people live free? And it, it seems like every one of your viewpoints, it's, it's about whether or not you're going to be for a me, control freak or not. I, yes, yeah. I think that's what it is. And I think that stems from a much more interesting past than people think because a lot of people always like like you said it's like assume that i'm a grifter or whatever it's like no i was in that's what just what they call us well, as soon yeah, as yeah. as soon as we have a microphone they're like grifter yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but like if you look at my past and i've talked about this in like some videos but it's like the ones that like don't get as many views right i i was in like a bunch of abusive relationships in the past like emotionally abusive uh-huh. and i know the telltale signs and when i started seeing those red flags on the left i started speaking out against them and of course like i got dogpiled but I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, and I kept getting pushback. And I'm like, you know Can what? Like Maybe what, the, it's... what the red flags are? Like, what, what are those oh my red God. flags you're describing? They take away your financial freedom. They try to get you fired from your job. They control who you can talk to, who you can follow on Twitter. They Even if I liked somebody's tweets, why are you liking this person's tweets? Why are you following J.K. Rowling? Why is she following you? She follows me. That's like my claim to fame on Twitter. I know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> she only follows like just, 800 just people. Just turf, turf you know? I know, right? She's, oh, I love her. Um... I have a whole video coming out about how the the left. Oh no, I've I've already done it, and I I, ever, I have one coming out um, about how the left is is a cult, far left anyway. And I think the far far right is probably a culty too. But uh, so controlling your financial control, independence, controlling there's, everything. there's the gaslighting, of gaslighting, con- <laughs> continuously changing the goalposts. Like yeah. what what's okay to say today is not okay to say tomorrow. Oh, like you mean 15 days to <laughs> slow the spread? <laughs> every, every everything like I have there's there's a there's a, a circle graph. And it's like, oh, all the ways, you know, it's like cut into like eight pieces, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like all the ways that, you know, someone can be in an abusive relationship. Every single one of those, except one, I think, mm-hmm. is what is what was happening to me online. 
you know, every single one of them. I can't, I don't remember off the top of my head what they all were, but that was like five of them. But so let me ask you about this, because your <clears throat> rooting ethos or principle is like this individualism versus kind of collectivism or control. But I think, I, or at least I suspect, that you, right, me, a gay person, you, a lesbian, like that's fundamental to us mm -hmm. because for so long people like us were controlled and stigmatized and other people tried mm -hmm. to tell us how we could yep. live our life. What yes. I what I want to ask, because what I don't get is how... Which is why I think the older generation of gay people get it. They get and it the more. younger people don't. Yes, but that's my question is, <coughs> is why? Because shouldn't LGBT people not be so... They're not monolithic to the left, but the majority still vote for Democrats, right. still just default to the left. Why is that? Shouldn't they kind of, not that they, they can obviously think for themselves and have whatever positions, but shouldn't they have a little more appreciation for that ethos? I think they should, but I think they're, I think a lot of them, like I did, assumed that more conservative-leaning people, more Republicans. First of all, I think the word conservative needs to be changed, because that just sounds like, we don't like gays. Like, it just sounds like it. It's it's bad branding. Progressive and liberal sounds like, oh, they accept everybody. Everybody Progress. loves us. But it, no, but it, yeah. it's it's the truth. And if you're not into politics, you're not going to understand yeah. what these words actually mean until you dive into them. Like, I didn't think I could be conservative, but I'm like, oh, like, wow, I actually am with a lot of issues. You know, the beauty the beauty of the political realignment, and I, I get some <laughs> flack for saying this, but like, you know, libertarians and conservatives in many ways are the only people championing the liberal ideal. The liberal idea of live and let live, yes. giving people space to, to succeed or mm -hmm. fail on their own merits, and to breathe. Progressives just want to be all up in your business mm -hmm. all the time. Wokes yeah. are the new purists. Which is an abusive tactic. And yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't like being like, I'm a liberal. But you know what? Like, I believe in the liberal ideal. That's, that's what conservatism in many ways draws on. Giving people uh, yes, space. new age conservatism. I agree mm -hmm. with you. I feel like new age conservatism in many ways is is a classic liberal stance. Oh, well, let's is, let's talk about a little. A little I could bit be of wrong, life. but that's what I that's what I. This is this is like a hard pivot, but yeah. I, I just you mentioned gaslighting, and I was oh thinking God, I was yeah. thinking about the areas in which that I have just been completely unclear what we're really talking about when it comes to the news. In this freaking Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, we should have a verdict. Any day now, I, yeah. I think. I'm scared I think, for the kid. I am. Yeah, I yeah. mean, by the time this episode comes out, we could have a verdict, <clears throat> and and I'm I'm really curious. You've been following it. What do yeah. you think? I think it's clear as day. Like we have video evidence from multiple angles <laughs> that this kid was defending himself. Except and, and the we prosecutors ha have the higher quality video <laughs> that and, they didn't and release, the yeah. and the defense have the lower quality video from the drone footage. I just was listening to that. Well, the court, the, the whole court case has been a, a, a textbook example of why like civil liberties and constitutional protections matter because they literally tried to use his silence against him. The prosecutor yeah. got yelled at by the judge. Yeah, the judge was like, "Shut up!" This is basic constitution. This yeah. has been in our law and for he said forty that. years. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, to him. because this prosecutor not only did he. Uh, did they apparently not give the defense the full quality of evidence? They also have literally just outright broken things and engaged in blatant prosecutorial misconduct. And I hope this is where we talk about new age conservatism. Conservatives for a long time sh like shilled for prosecutors and really didn't take seriously, you know, things like civil procedure and defensive civil liberties. Um, I hope now when it's a, a right wing kind of icon that that is really showing us why we need that, that they take that lesson beyond this case. Mm. I was reluctant to get on the, the Kyle Rittenhouse bandwagon when this initially happened, so I, I didn't get fully invested in this story until probably about three weeks ago. And the reason is, is because when all of those riots were going down in Kenosha, when the shooting happened, I just, it was so unclear, it was so muddy about what happened, and I also did not like 
the aesthetic of anyone going out there with an <laughs> with a weapon of any kind to stand off with protesters, especially and, and seventeen rioters, right? A seventeen year old. This the aesthetic of me. I was like, this is not who I want to make like my avatar or hero. However. The way that he has been treated by the mainstream media, railroaded just like those Covington kids, and even down to Facebook and Twitter and then blocking public fundraisers for this kid's defense makes me, it, it's a wake That's up. That's not it's, liberal. It's the a, liberal view is like everybody deserves a defense attorney, everyone mm -hmm. has rights, like civil liberties. Media, Democrats, the prosecutors I mean, in this case. Especially people like tech, Jason Blake who like raped his ex-girlfriend. Hakeem Jeffries, together. a progressive congressman, literally tweeted while the trial was going on, lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. And he's the same guy that rails against mass incarceration, and I agree with him on some of it. But now, before the trial's even over, they're calling for this guy to be locked up and throw away the key. Like they've already reached their conclusion. No, they didn't it's give an, him a fair it's, shake. It's a very oh, uh, and they lied about it being a white supremacy thing when it's a white dude that shot three other white people. It's the, the entire thing is bizarre. And out of self defense. Right. Yes, and that's opinion. most important. Right. And that's the thing that gets lost here is you don't have to either think he's a hero who did everything right and made amazing decisions or he's an evil white supremacist who should go to jail. The truth is, it's I would gray. never let my teenager go to a riot zone with a weapon. That was a bad decision to make, but in the moment he defended himself, Correct. And he wasn't some mass shooter white supremacist and he should be acquitted. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. I don't think he did the right thing like by going there. But I think in his mind, he was doing a noble thing, you know, like he was trying to protect people and then he wound up just having to protect himself. In the summer of defund the police, I mean, what a big surprise. We got the, we got the Arbery case going on right now. We've also got the Rittenhouse trial. And both of these all stem from this time period in which you've got this defund the police movement, roiling the country, taking over the rhetoric of the left. And then lo and behold, we have these instances of vigilante justice and chaos. This is what you get. Like this is going to be the future that you get if you want no police, no justice system, and just every man for himself. But the left wants you to not only not have cops in your neighborhood, they also don't want you to be able to protect yourself. Right. No your guns, community no self-defense. When they sick rioters on you and say Whole social and worker. Kamala Harris <laughs> is fundraising for all of them to be released so they can redo it again. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, right? Kenosha, Wisconsin had open riots that weren't, you know, handled and shut down. If that doesn't happen in these liberal-run cities, yeah. the Kyle Rittenhouse case never happens. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse right. shows up on that block carrying that weapon. I, in my ideal future, there are cops everywhere, and they go, "Hey, kid, get out of here." They've already handled or, it. Right. 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 They were cops and they handle it and they go like, actually, you sir, you're going to get into this car and we're taking you right out of here because this is a locked down zone. But that's not what we had. Right. He never would have shown up if the right hadn't been going on for days, right? Like if they had actually just been stopped, property rights and rule of law had been enforced, like the government's most basic job is, mm. there wouldn't have been weeks of unrest and turmoil for all this chaos to unfold in the first place. Mm. I don't know. It's a, I feel like it's a dark future we're looking at right now. And people like you give me hope, you know, because there are so many people just like yourself waking up every single day and going, we've gone off the deep end. Uh, we need we need to come back to come back to the middle in some way. Just live and let live. I agree with you. I, I think more people need to speak out. I was showing you in my DMs, right, this, this mm -hmm. afternoon, right before we, we got on tape. And people agree with us more than we think but they're still afraid to, to admit it and speak out. And, it, and that's, that's like 75% of the problem, I think. You just finished up a road trip. You're going to mm -hmm. go see the country again soon? 
Hell yeah. It's, we live in a beautiful country. I mean, not all of it. Some of it's kind of trash. So the first time you ever, it was that the ever, first like time you ever went to the heartland? That is the first time I went to, yeah, I was in Oklahoma and Kansas. And I, Kansas was okay. Oklahoma was, I loved Oklahoma, actually. I was New, very surprised by it. When are you going to leave New York, right? That's where you're at, right? Yeah, I live in New York part-time. How much I longer go to Florida. You, how much longer I, I can only, you stay? I'm only there a few, to, few, few months out of the year, though. It's perfect <laughs> for me. I snowbird, and I, then I get to go to be my Republican, my, my conservative-ish friends in in South in Central wow. Florida. So. Thank you for making the time to come down to Thank Washington, D.C. See me and Brad. It was very nice to see you. And that is it for this episode of Right Now. I'm Stephen Kent. Big thank you to Ariel Scarcella and to Brad Palumbo. Please hit that subscribe button. Do it now. We're aiming for 25,000 subs by the end of this month. So join the club. You'll be the first to know when we have new videos from myself and Brad, Gothics interviews, and much more. Next week on a very special Right Now, uh, we've got Twitch streamer and libertarian socialist Vosh. That should be fun. Brad, Brad and I will be talking to Vosh about pretty much all of it. Probably, probably a Rittenhouse verdict because that will probably be out at that point and the economy. We'll see you then. In the meantime, keep asking why, stay out of line, and be a bug in the system. Have a great week.